If you are under construction and committed to living life like it matters, you have found a home. Check us out on Facebook where we post new shows every day. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. For information on my transformational leadership training where I teach you how to live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And if you have a spiritual appetite, check out my daily devotional with some wisdom from above at wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. The time is now to live life like it matters. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And you know... This is your hour of power, and I think some people take that so lightly. I'm working on your noggin, people. I'm working on your noodle. I'm working on the one organ that we have that never has to deteriorate. No men, no women. Unfortunately, it's not that one. It's called the brain. And what is happening in America is we got this whole group thing. What's happening in America is we got sheeple. We're being told what to think. We're not allowed to have discussions. We're not allowed to disagree because now there's censorship. Uh, there's no longer freedom of speech. And we just celebrated Veterans Day. And some brave men and women sacrifice arms and legs, sacrifice time with family, sacrifice their life so that we can have the freedoms that we used to enjoy and that we are rapidly losing those freedoms today. We've been losing them for a while, but it seems in the uh, era of the Biden administration, uh, there are no rights uh, or very few rights compared to what they used to be. And if you're a conservative, if you happen to be a white male, well, your rights uh, have been long, long gone. And so today we want to talk about demagogue. Matter of fact, that's the title of today's show. I hear that word a lot, demagogue, demagogue, demagogue. What does it mean? Well, let me define it for you. A demagogue is a political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people rather than by using rational argument. I don't know of a term more apropos today. Uh, you know, we got rid of Donald Trump because he was a he was authoritative. He was mean and all that. And then we got Joe Biden, who's now the same people who thought Trump was so bad are absolutely OK with an authoritative figure. Absolutely OK with someone threatening you with your job, with your livelihood. Absolutely OK mandating that you get a jab for an experimental drug. Absolutely mandating that you cause your kids harm by putting a mask on them and causing them to breathe in their own waste. I mean, it's, what's next? Are we going to mandate our kids drink their urine? Because one's liquid waste and one's uh, uh, oxygen, air waste, if you will. One's a gas and one's a liquid. But we breathe out garbage. We pee out garbage. We sweat out garbage. And when we make that stuff stay inside of our body, then we're basically eating, drinking, breathing garbage. And so let me give you another definition of demagogue. Rhetorical rhetorically exploit an issue for political purposes in a way calculated to appeal to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people. 
Don't you see it now? All black people are victims and all white people are evil. And you have no say in it at all. It's genetic. So all your little white babies out there that are one years old, that are six months old, that are five years old, my little boy, Benaiah, who loves everybody, they are evil based on what CRT, critical race think, uh, theory, teaches you. And again, don't get me into CRT because CRT comes from critical theory, which was the way the Marxists were trying to destroy our country. That didn't work. And so then they went to class warfare. That didn't work. And now they go to the one thing they can go to, which is racial warfare. Uh, and man, the Democrats play this well. Uh, the party of the Ku Klux Klan, the party of segregation, the Democratic Party, now has black people hating white people, except white liberals. White liberals are smarter than everybody else. But if you're not liberal and you're white, you are evil. Because at least white liberals know they're evil, so they succumb uh, to the presence of other people. It's just crazy. It's crazy. You know, I talk about a lot of things, and one of the things I like to talk about, and I've talked about recently, is the concept of the gardener uh, and the rose. The rose and the gardener, right? It said, in all relationships, there's a rose and there's a gardener. Two distinguishable roles that each become half of the partnership. These roles can be interchangeable, shift, evolve, and swap, but it happens slowly. So imagine a garden. In the garden, there's a mix of flora, leafy ferns, lush evergreens, and perhaps a little patch of herbs. Amongst all the colors and textures is a gorgeous, fragrant rose. The gardener who tends this patch is meticulous in his care. His green thumb sees him diligently nurturing them all, but is a soft spot for the resplendent rose. The theory goes that in order for a relationship to work, a relationship needs a flower and a gardener. The flower needs to be nurtured and tended to and requires plenty of adoration and attention in order to flourish. The gardener, on the other hand, is far more adaptive and sees its primary role as caring for the flower. They water the flower with love and are more inclined to put in the work required to maintain a long term relationship. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to suggest to you that in this scenario, the gardener are the American people and the rose is America. And I'm going to tell you right now, we don't seem to be taking care of our rose too well. Let me share a story with you. There's a bird and there's a tree. The story teaches us that we should never judge others by their nose. Once a bird was searching for a home to lay her eggs and to get shelter in the coming rainy season. In her search, she saw two trees and went to ask for shelter from one of the trees. When she asked the first tree, he refused to give her shelter. With disappointment, she went to the second, and the second agreed. She made her home and lay her eggs, and then the rainy season arrives. The rain was so heavy that the first tree fell and was carried away by the flood. The bird saw this and in taunting way said, See, this is your karma. You didn't offer me shelter. Now God has given you the punishment. The tree smiled and said, I knew I'm not going to survive this rainy season. That's why I refused you. I didn't want to risk yours and your children's lives. The bird then broke into tears. Now she knew the reason 
and felt respect for the tree. It's a simple story. The moral of the story is we should always, we should not always consider someone's no as their arrogance, as their bitterness, as their prejudice, uh, as their racism, as their bigotness. See, we don't know the full picture. We must respect others' decisions, whether it is in our favor or not. We get so much involved in the problems that we forget to view the other person's point of view. We forget to believe and understand that this is a living, breathing human being. They have dreams and desires. They want to love and be loved just like we do. See, we don't really truly understand the motives, the reason, and then we make our own judgments. And then we start judging people's hearts. We start judging their reasons why. And yet we don't know. We don't know their story. We don't know what good is hidden behind what activities. Right? See, we have the tendency to judge ourselves by our intention, not our actions, because we know our own heart. But the problem is we judge other people based on actions. And then we hallucinate. We apply our belief in what their intent was. And you want to talk about prejudice? You want to talk about bigoted? Because we don't know. Only Jesus knows the heart. But I can tell you what, the human heart is wicked beyond repair, the Bible says. Remember, Genesis 1-1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then by Genesis 6-5, just four, five chapters later in a big book, God repented of creating man. God was sorry he created man because all the workings of their heart were evil at all times. And this is why I'm a Christian, because I know that on my own merit, uh, I'm going to hell. I ain't got no chance. But if I will put on, if I will accept the substitutionary death, the substitutionary shedding of blood for my sins that Jesus did, then I too shall be forgiven and reconciled to God. And today we want to talk about demagogue because, ladies and gentlemen, whether you realize or not, there's a demagogue going on, and his name is not Trump. I am Black, and we'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. This is where living life like it matters. And that is the name of our podcast. Uh, every Monday and Thursday, bi-weekly, we release a brand new podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, just search Living Life Like It Matters. Every Monday is a story time with Mr. Black where I share a story and a moral. And then every Thursday is a full hour episode where we're working to inspire, to educate, and to give you something today that can be make today different than yesterday and tomorrow different than today. And for those of you that are interested in some manna from heaven, some word of God, uh, I send out scripture daily, uh, not just a scripture verse, but then I break it down and explain it to you. How do you apply it? How do you live it? What did it mean back then when it was written? And what does it mean today to you? That's the only way you can properly apply anything written in the Bible. And so if you want that, go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. If you go down the right side, down the bottom, you can just hit the follow button and allow you to type in your email address. And then every day, seven days, 365 days a year, when I post it, and I do for eight years, uh, you will get it in your inbox. And for those that are interested in transformational leadership training, two and a half days that will change your life forever. Uh, next year, I'll celebrate my 30-year anniversary from from training Leadership Awakening. You can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, and read about our transformational leadership training. It's not this radio show. It's structural. It's sound. It deals with the physiological, biological, psychological. It deals with leadership, uh, the principles of leadership. Uh, uh, and it is wrapped up in, in a powerful word. Uh, and I promise you 40 hours that will forever change your life. And so today we are talking about demagogues. But really we're talking about more than that. We're talking about tending the garden. You know, the garden is America. America is a concept. America is ideals. Freedom of press, freedom of religion, uh, a fair and free press. We don't, well, we used to believe that you don't prosecute your political opponents. You don't harass your political opponents. You don't use the weapons of government against ordinary citizens. Notice I said that we used to believe that because that's not the case anymore. You got the attorney general being used as Biden's uh, personal uh, bodyguard now attacking people, hunting people down to find his daughter's diary that says some not-so-nice things about what Joe Biden has done in the past. Uh, you got his FBI harassing mothers, grandmothers who want to defend their children and not have their children be programmed uh, with hateful beliefs from CRT or sexually exploited by being raped or molested in bathrooms. And yet Merrick Garland will send his cronies out to attack people who want to defend their kids. Uh, but boy, when there's actually people going against uh, uh, the goodwill of the American people, if it doesn't support the narrative of the Democratic Party, then it's really not that important. And so let me share with you some words from Shakespeare. He said, we have strict statutes and most biting laws, the needful bits and curbs to headstrong weeds which for these 14 years we have let slip, even like an overgrown lion in a cave that goes not out to prey now as fond fathers, having bound up the threatening twigs of birch, only to stick it in their children's sight. For terror not to use in time the rod becomes more mocked than feared. So our decrees, dead to infliction, to themselves are dead. And liberty plucks justice by the nose, 
the baby beats the nurse and quite athwart goes all decorum. That was by David Nyberg. He kind of put this out, took that little snippet of uh, prose, if you will, from Shakespeare. And he went on to say this before the, the prose. He said, Shakespeare was no educationist, but he educates us well. He certainly speaks more eloquently of more states of mind, including fears both common and idiosyncratic than any other writer I have read. I borrowed some lines from his Duke and Troyes and Cressida to introduce my concern in the context of my theme. And ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about demagogues because we're being fed a line. We're being told what to think. We're being told what to believe. And man, it is so antithetical to what we were founded upon. It was so antithetical to what we built this country on. So antithetical to the beliefs, to the values, to the rights, to the freedoms that we have grown accustomed to. I got a good friend of mine, Adrian Lyles. He's a graduate of mine. He works for an organization called Pool. He actually runs that organization. And it's really about attacking the construct of race. And this was a Facebook post he did on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. My brother is black. He's a Christian. He's a graduate of mine. Uh, and he's got a beautiful family. His wife, like not that matters, uh, is white-skinned. He's beautiful. He's got two boys that are beautiful. They shares them all the time. And, and here is a post from Adrian Lyles on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I suppose I'm naive. I didn't realize that many viewed the Kyle Rittenhouse case from a racial lens. Race tends to distort reality. After all, race isn't real. How did I miss this? Many people I've spoken to that identify as, quote, black, think Rittenhouse is guilty of murder. Others who identify as, quote, white, think Rittenhouse should be at home eating popcorn right now. How could there be such a divide on a set of facts? I have no idea what Rittenhouse was thinking that night. Maybe he has a hero complex, or he secretly runs a KKK subchapter from his mama's basement. I have no clue. I think he should have been at home that night playing Grand Theft Auto online with some kids in Turkey. Nonetheless, he found himself running from attackers, beaten in the head, and seconds away from eating a bullet himself. I was unaware that any of this was a secret. The whole incident was streamed online from a dozen different angles. Rittenhouse is a political prisoner. He may be convicted of unlawful possession of a firearm, he was months away from his 18th birthday, which made the carrying of a firearm illegal in Wisconsin. Someone as skilled with a rifle as this kid likely knew the law. Was it murder? I pray I could shoot that well under the circumstances. Those who can't see that Rittenhouse is a political pawn is suffering from selective racial blindness, SRB. SRB is a psychological condition that prohibits people from seeing obvious truths when their racial paradigms are challenged. This can happen to anyone. Race in America is just that powerful. Regardless of your feelings or your racial hatred, charging this young boy slash man with murder is clearly an attack on one's ability to defend themselves from a deadly threat. If Rittenhouse had robbed a bank, his rights of self-defense would be nullified. If he had broken into somebody's home, his rights to self-defense would be nullified. There's no evidence that he was intending to harm anyone. 
A few people messed around and found out that a 22 rounds pack a little punch. If a person isn't free to defend themselves when a gun is in their face, then none of us are free. And then he puts a disclosure. This piece is written by a man who has witnessed what happens when your gun's on your waist and there's one in your face. Not fun. SRB, which again is selective racial blindness, is not a clinically diagnosable psychiatric condition. Just in case I get flack for that. See, what has happened is we're getting demagogued. And again, let me remind you what the definition of demagogue is. A political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudices of ordinary people rather than by using rational argument uh, rhetorically ex- to record, rhetorically exploit an issue for political purposes in a way calculated to appeal to the desires and prejudice of ordinary people, right? Whenever anything happens, if there's a black person involved, it's always solely because they're black. You can be a criminal, you can be attempting to rape somebody, you can be attempting to kill a cop, and if you're a black person, LeBron James will tell you that person should never be harmed, should never be challenged, should never do anything, because black people we all know are all victims, right? We all know that. We all know that Clarence Thomas is a victim. We all know that Barack Obama is a victim. We all know that Jay-Z is a victim. We all know that Kanye West is a victim. We all know that Tiger Woods is a victim. We all know that Winsome Sears is a victim. We all know that Tim Scott is a victim. Do you get my point? It's a little bit silly. And that's why there's great people like Adrian Laws, who happen to be black, who are speaking out about this. Another gentleman, Kendall Qualls in Minneapolis, president of Take Charge. And what he strives to unite Americans, regardless of background, to a shared history. See, ladies and gentlemen, we are being divided. We are being focused on the difference. We're being demagogued. We're being told to look backwards. Look backwards. 1619, this happened. 1723, this happened. 1811, this happened. 1912, this happened. 1963, this happened. 2001, this happened. It is 2021. And you know what? I've learned this in a spiritual context. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength. And one thing I learned about the two forces out there, one is good and one is bad. One is dark and one is light. One is freedom, one is slavery. But let me tell you also, one focuses you forward and one focuses you backwards. The devil is called the accuser of the brethren. And what is he accusing us? Of stuff in our past. The devil always wants to remind you of your past. And Carmen, who is now with the Lord, he used to sing in one of his songs, when the devil reminds you of your past, you just remind him of his future. And see, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, he's the God of the future. He's the God of hope. He says, in Christ, everything's a new creation. The old is washed away. God meets us where we're at. But he doesn't leave us where we're at. But then we get this uh, accuser of the brethren, this demagogue that wants to come along and tell us that we're not worthy, that we're not good, that remind us of everything we've ever done in our past. And ladies and gentlemen, we are being demagogued. And why does that matter? Because there's a chain of causation. 
that the longer this goes on, you're going to see the repercussions. And right now, we are starting to live in those repercussions. That's why it's time for people, good people, to stand up. If not you, then who? If not now, then when? I am Black. We'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters. I am the black man, and today we are talking about demagogue. What a great word that most people don't know what it actually means. And why does it matter? Because Thomas Jefferson said these powerful words a long time ago. All tyranny needs to gain a foothold is for people of good conscience to remain silent. Many times in life I've regretted the things I've said without thinking, but I've never regretted the things I've said nearly as much as the words I left unspoken. You know, I, uh, I bring this up a lot. You know, I'm pretty aggressive on Facebook, on my personal page. Um, and a while ago, I, I, I really was talking to God, and I said, you know, God, should, is it okay when I'm posting? You know, I, I'm, up, I'm, I'm really upset. You know, I'm tired of the children of God being attacked. I'm tired of, of God himself being attacked. I'm tired of people who love this country, who are patriotic, being told uh, that they hate this country, being told uh, that they're working to overthrow the government. That's the farthest thing from the truth, but you've been demonstrating demagogue to believe. For four years, you were programmed to hate Donald Trump. And yeah, Donald Trump gives you a lot of reasons to not like him. I get it. But man, uh, boy, a year ago, we were the largest oil producer, energy producer in the world. A year ago, gas was half price. Uh, A year ago, we didn't have inflation. A year ago, uh, we were riding one of the, you know, the economy was recovering. And before uh, the Chinese virus, before the lab released this virus, that was built up to do what it's doing. Uh, we had the best economy ever. Uh, more jobs and all. And think about this. For the Democratic Party, they could never win with a good economy. So something had to happen for the economy to collapse. Something had to happen for fear base so that because in fear, we give up our rights. In fear, we'll turn to the government to protect us, to save us. You got to get that. See, the hearts of men lies both good and evil. This is what God tells us. The two coexist. Some men become good and others become evil. That's just the way it is. And I don't know who said this, and I've looked it up. This has been attributed to Mark Twain, Hemingway, Kafka. I've heard it given to one of the ancient like Aristotles or Socrates. I don't know. But, you know, here's this saying, and I think about it a lot. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak 
and to remove all doubt. Now, I might be doing that. Who knows? But I also believe that you got to speak up. And we have this one chance. And I know the Bible says it's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And I know I'll stand before God someday and he'll ask me, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? What about this person? And I don't want to struggle with that response. And so I've chosen a long time ago that I'm going to speak the truth, do my best with love. Uh, And that's what this radio show is about, to help you critically think, to help you creatively think. You don't have to agree with me, but we should have a reason for why we believe what we believe. And we should be able to talk about it. We should be able to be in disagreements. It's not an emotional discussion. It's an intellectual discussion. But for some reason, we're censored now. For some reason, we're not allowed to talk about things that the the group doesn't think is good, that the government says is wrong. I can't believe we live in a time of censorship in America. I don't believe that we can live in a time in America where the fourth estate has picked sides. We no longer have a neutral media. They've told you that, that they're Democrats and that Republicans are evil and Democrats are good. Now, that is just stunning. That's like saying black people are evil and white people are good. I mean, you'd call that racist. Would you call racist that white people are evil and black people are good? See, some of you want it. And here's why. Because you've been demagogued. A political leader who seeks support by appealing to the desires and prejudice of ordinary people rather than by using rational argument. Rhetorically exploit an issue for political purposes in a way calculated to appeal to desires and prejudice. That's why BLM, Black Lives Matter, is such a big part of the Biden group. That's why Antifa, they'll tell you, doesn't exist. Yet they're beating people up, attacking people, burning federal buildings, throwing urine in police faces. But remember, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, they don't exist. Just like election fraud doesn't exist. Uh, And just like a deep state doesn't exist. And just like Donald Trump is a Russian spy. And just like the Steele dossier was verified by the FBI. All those are lies. There are indictments coming down now. And even Adam Schiff was on The View, and The View is as liberal as you can get. They were attacking him because he lied, and he's never been held to account. Talk about lying to Congress is a, is a felony. Uh, don't people get impeached for that? And yet here you got a congressional member lying. The head of the intelligence committee that every night on MSNBC and CNN would go on and say, Donald Trump's going out in handcuffs. I've got irrefutable uh, information. Once you see everything I see, you will see he's guilty. And yet we found out that was all a lie. The still dossier was made up. There are people now going to jail, finally, because of John Durham. It never would have happened under the old administration because no one could investigate because you're being demagogued. Now, I am not a fan of Wikipedia, but I thought they did a pretty good job on this. So a demagogue. Listen, just like Joe Biden supposedly got 81 million votes, right? People love Joe Biden. I mean, he can't even think straight. And I mean, the Camille, the Duchess of York, you know, uh, uh, she's still talking about, you know, Joe Biden's farts at the, uh, at the, uh, <laughs> the CO2 conference. I mean, think about this in Glasgow. He, she said he farted so loud and so long. She's still talking about it a week later. 
And yet, could you imagine if Trump did that? You'd be hearing about it all the time. Could you imagine if Trump's son was getting paid $50,000 a picture for drawing little kids' pictures like his son? Could you imagine if Donald Trump uh, was make uh, was paid by the, uh, uh, the, uh, the mayor's wife of Moscow millions of dollars? Could you imagine what the investigation would be? But Hunter Laptop's, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop is found and it has child pornography on it, money laundering, and no one seems to care. The, it's actually blocked from the news by Facebook so that no one can know. Do you realize that Mark Zuckerberg spent a half a billion dollars putting Democrat officials in election offices so that they could do their work from inside the office to make sure that all these votes came up for whoever the generic D was? It didn't matter who the D was. What mattered is Trump cannot win. Now, if you're, I understand some of you agree with the outcome, but can you really process the agreement with the process? And if so, are you okay when that process is used against you? And your answer clearly would be no. A demagogue is a popular leader, a leader of a mob. Don't you see what's going on in our inner cities and mobs? If you don't wear your mask, you get attacked. Uh, if you have a white-owned business, you're attacked. People, populists, the commons, is a political leader in a democracy who gains popularity by, listen, arousing the common people against elites. Isn't it amazing? But now it's elites against the common people. Look how this has been shifted. Elites against the common people. That's what's going on. And it appeals to the passion of the crowd, appealing to the emotion by scapegoating out groups, exaggerating dangers to stoke fears, lying for emotional effect or other rhetoric that tends to drown out reason, deliberation, and encourage fanatical popularity. Demagogues over, overturn established norms of political conduct or promise or threaten to do so, like, like opening the southern border. More kids, young people are dying from fentanyl overdose than COVID-19, but no one's talking about it. Millions of illegal immigrants are shipped out without being tested for COVID, without even given money, put in school systems, put on Medicaid, money we don't have, uh, and yet we're not supposed to know anything or say anything accusing uh, the Border Patrol of whipping people, which they didn't do. Notice how that story just totally went away because it was all a lie. Historian Reinhard Luthen defined demagogue as a politician skilled in oratory, flattery, and invective. Remember Joseph Goebbels said, Give me the press and I'll turn any nation into a nation of pigs. He said, Give me enough repetitions and I can make anybody believe a circle is indeed a square. And Joseph Goebbels knew what he was talking about. He was a propaganda leader for Hitler. Slaughtered 10 million people, 6 to 8 million Jews, and there was a lot of Christians he slaughtered as well. And so don't tell me. The brown shirts were very effective. The brown shirts first turned the G German people against Jews, told them to turn them in. If you see anything bad, tell us. Turn them out. Then it made it okay for them to be beaten up. How many Trump supporters, how many kids were attacked, their hats were stolen, their yard signs were stolen, and nothing happens to them at all. They get a slap on the wrist. Why? Because they're protected. Antifa never gets arrested, and when they are, they're cash, no cash bail out a 
couple hours later and go out and do the same thing. But boy, those January 6th protesters, right? Again, look up Weather Underground, Bill Ayers, I mean, bombed the Capitol. And this guy's a professor, It was a professor in Chicago that Obama hung out with. And no one seems to matter. And they bombed the state Capitol. I'm pretty sure a couple cops wound up being killed as well. But we don't even talk about that. But supposedly January 6th, that only person who died was an unarmed conservative woman killed by a liberal black cop. No one else died that was killed that day. Police officer died from heart complications and from poor medical health. But he's a cop. He's under stress. He would have died at any point. It doesn't matter if he was there or somebody else. He wasn't killed by someone at the group. He killed from natural causes. He died from that. So, historian Reinhard Luthen defined demagogue as a politician skilled in oratory, flattery, and invective, evasive in discussing vital issues, promising everything to everybody, right? Three and a half trillion dollar deal that is free. It won't affect our budget at all. Remember, that's what Biden says. Free school. Absolutely. Free everybody, free immigration, come on in. Free uh, child care, come on in. Free, that's what it says right here. Offering everything to everybody, appealing to the passions rather than the reasons of the public, and arousing, ready for this, racial, religious, and class prejudice. It sounds like our government. It sounds like critical race theory. Sounds like Black, Black Lives Matter. Sounds like Antifa. A man whose lust for power without recourse to principle leads him to seek to become a master of the masses. That's what government is, our God now, right? Mandated vaccines, mandated masks, mandated everything, ladies and gentlemen. This is what you got to realize. This is all about waking up, waking up before it's too late. This is the problem. People are being told what to think. People are just being lulled into sleep. And it's time to wake up because there's a demagogue among us. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters, living life like it matters. That's why we're here. And today, I'm working to equip you. Again, you and I don't need to think alike, but we should have a reason for everything we believe. And today, we want to talk about demagogues. That's what we're talking about, because whether you realize it or not, you're being demagogued. And it's not Donald Trump. Uh, this is where you, you've been programmed to hate him. You need to realize what's going on. Uh, you've been programmed. It's Joseph Gobelesque. It's uh, propaganda. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, it's the factual. So this is from the Wikipedia article. 
article about demagogues. It says the enduring character of demagogues. Demagogues have arisen in democracies from Athens to the present day. Though most demagogues have unique, colorful personalities, their psychological tactics have remembered the same throughout history. See below. Often considered the first demagogue is Cleon of Athens, remembered mainly for the brutality of his rule and his near destruction of Athenian democracy, resulting from his, quote, common man appeal to disregard the moderate customs of the aristocratic elite modern demagogues. See, that's what's going on now, right? Don't you hear it? I mean, you hear it in Biden. So methods. Below are a number of methods uh, by which demagogues have manipulated and incited crowds throughout history. This is a pattern. And the Democrats know it well. Rules to radicals. Uh, they've studied it. Uh, uh, what is it? Saul Alinsky. Read it. Uh, dedicated to Satan himself. And uh, the Democrats, this is, their, this is their study manual. This is their field manual for what they do. So let me go through these 14. We don't have much time. Uh, but first one, scapegoating. The most fundamental demagogic technique is scapegoating, blaming the group's troubles on an outgroup. So all the problems that are going on is the outgroup. Remember, everything's going on is because of Trump. All the bad stuff is from the non-vaccinated. And if you look at the hospitalization, now it's from vaccinated people. The quote vaccine, which is not a vaccine, only lasts maximum six months. And then it adapts. The vaccine, uh, the 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 virus adapts itself. It's not adapting itself from people who haven't got the jab. It's adapting itself from people who've gotten the jab. There are countries around the world, Israel, I think it's Switzerland, whatever the other one was, that are now thinking about banning vaccinated people from coming in the country because they are the threat, but yet uh, you won't hear that. Fear-mongering is the second one. There's 14 of them. Many demagogues have risen to power by evoking fear, right? What was Joe Biden's running mate's name? Fear. Coronavirus. It wasn't Kamala Harris. It was fear. They needed coronavirus so that you couldn't vote, so you could mail in votes, so they had millions of empty ballots that they could fill in. And you had to be afraid and afraid from the flat earther Trump, afraid from the denier science Trump, all that stuff. Why are why is ivermectin not allowed today? Why is hydroxychloroquine not allowed today? These are two drugs that have been used by millions for decades. Why? Because Donald Trump said they were good. And so every Everything Trump bad, everything Biden good. That's the narrative. That's the demagogue. You don't even realize it's happening. Number three, lying. While any politician needs to point out dangers to the people and criticize opponents' policies, demagogues choose their words for emotional effect on the audience, right? Everything's a dog whistle. Everything's racist. Everything's white supremacist, white national. You don't hear it. It's all, all Winsome Sears, the black lieutenant governor, is the face of white supremacy. This is what they're telling you. And you're buying it because NBC says it and CBS says it and CNN says it, Washington Post says it, Axios. That's called state-run media. Emotional oratory and personal charisma. Many, many demagogues have demonstrated remarkable skill at moving audiences to great emotional depths, depths and heights during a speech. And, of course, Biden has no oratory skills whatsoever. How about number five? Accusing opponents of weakness and disloyalty, right? Cleon of Athens, like many demagogues, 
thugs who came after him constantly advocated brutality in order to demonstrate strength, right? Vaccine mandate, I'll fire you. I'll get you out of here. You don't have a job, right? Going to slap you around, uh, calling us uh, insurrectionists, traitors. And then look up, you know, the Weather Underground by Bill Ayers. You know, Obama loved this guy. He was a professor in Illinois. They bombed the Capitol in the 70s, uh, killed a few cops, I'm pretty sure. And yet no one seems to care about that. How about number six, promising the impossible, right? Obama, I mean, uh, um, you know, think about that. You know, three and a half trillion dollars will cost you nothing. It's all free. Free school, free health care, forgive student loans, open borders, um, no drilling. So gas prices going through the roof, inflation going through the roof. And yet they're going to shut down more pipelines and screw up more things with all the Green Deal and then blame somebody else for their choices. Number seven, violence and physical intimidation. What do you think Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter just told the leader in New York, told Eric Adams, a new uh, mayor of New York City, that prepare for bloodshed. If you attempt to fix the policing and change it back to what it was before de Blasio, people are going to die. We're going to burn down the city. There's going to be riots. Where's the attorney general at? That's threats. But no, the attorney general is too busy attacking uh, parents in Virginia. The attorney general is too busy raiding people's house, wanting to find Joe Biden's daughter's daughter's diary, who says some not-so-pleasing things about what Joe Biden did to his daughter. But that's where the FBI is now. The FBI is Joe Biden's personal law enforcement. Physical and violence. Look at Antifa. They're thugs. They beat people up, and now the Democrats say they don't really exist. It's just a concept. They don't really exist. Tell that to all the people that have been brutalized by Antifa. They're the new brown shirts. Look up brown shirts if you don't know what it means. Personal insult and ridicule, right? They use this one well. Remember, we're all people that don't support them. They're deplorables. They're flat earthers. They're neophytes, right? We're science deniers. Isn't that amazing? Uh, vulgarity and outrageous behaviors, number nine, right? And then they cry. Can you imagine? They cry because, uh, let's go, Brandon. Oh, my gosh, it's an attack. It's so nasty, so dirty. The liberal media is freaking out. And yet, look what people would say about Trump. F Trump, show him as a fat baby, would say vulgarity. I mean, uh, Robert De Niro, I'm famous for all this standing ovation, say F Trump, F, uh, and everybody do it. And it's all wonderful. Shows you how much people hate Trump. But when they do it to Biden, it's now a threat to him. It's now unacceptable. How can they talk about the president of the United States that way? It's just stunning. Vulgarity and outrageous behavior. Number 10, folksy posturing. Most, demogra- most demagogues have made a show of appearing to be down to earth. Remember, Joe Biden. Biden, oh, middle-of-the-road Joe Biden, oh, decent Joe Biden, oh, he could work with everybody, right? And yeah, he's a progressive. He's a far left. He doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know where he's coming or going. He doesn't know if his depends have been changed or not today. But yeah, he's a folksy guy. Everybody loves Joe Biden, doesn't he? Um, we've been sold a bill of goods. Gross oversimplification. Number 11. Again, these are Wikipedia. I didn't make these up. Wikipedia is pretty progressive, pretty liberal. It's the the world's, uh, um, uh, you know, um, not dictionary, I forgot what it's called, encyclopedia, right? 
Gross oversimplification. Demagogues commonly treat complex problems which require patient reasoning and analysis as if they result from one simple cause, right? Right? That's why Virginia lost, because Joe Biden didn't get his $1.5 trillion thing. No, Joe Biden lost. I mean, Virginia lost. The Democrats lost that because of what Joe Biden has done, not because of what he hasn't done. How about number 12, attacking the news media? Here's a guy that has the news media in his pocket. They are part of the Democratic Party. They come out and say it, that they should not cover Democrats, Republicans the same. They won't. The press doesn't get to ask him questions. He trashes the press all the time, and yet they are in his back pocket. It is, we have state-run media. We are no different than China or Russia today, and we have state-run media. It's stunning. Gross oversimplification, attacking the news media. Number 13, establishing one-man rule, subverting the law, rule of law. This is why they want to pass that voting bill, to, to federalize all elections. So they can do mail-in uh, ballots, you can be ballot harvesting. There will never, ever be another Republican ever elected because they know how to run the machine. The machines talked about all through history, Chicago machine. Uh, these inner cities are run by Democratic officials uh, that they're they're unscrupulous Att- establishing one party rule subverting the rule of law and number 14 this is great appointing unqualified lackeys to high office in other words corruption and talk about corruption. Merrick Garland's all their family. Look at Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan's wife's got a job in the government. Uh, Jake Sullivan's wife's brother's got a job in the government. And his wife's, uh, her wife's got a job. I mean, it's just stunning. It's all the nepotism and people getting jobs. Now they're looking to find a place for Terry McAuliffe, a guy who's lived off of government for 40 years, just like Joe Biden's lived off of government for 50 years. Ladies and gentlemen, we can disagree, but let's talk about it. I want to teach you how to think. Critically think, we are being demagogued, and it's not by a man named Trump. Some of you have been programmed to hate, and boy, God says you got hate in your heart. I don't hate Joe Biden. I'm disgusted by him. I can't believe what we've become as a country. And man, if we don't change something soon, the future does not look that bright. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, When you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, Go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.